185milesouth.com. Smash that Patreon button. One hundred and eighty five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are talking hardcore, the year 1990. Helping out, you know him, you love him. It is the best dressed band on the pod. It is Daniel Sant. What's up, Dan? Now, Wooly Willie got a pair of my speaker- sneakers. <laughs> Wonder where he got them because I hid them behind my speakers. Also up and out, it is Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge. What's up, Ben? What's going on? You biffed that. Yep. He did. But also up and out, don't call him Cincinnati. It is the man known as Clevo. What's up, Clevo? Saliba. Oh, no. <laughs> 1990 is a crazy year for hardcore. You know, if you think about all of the stuff in 1989, 1989 might be the best year of hardcore. And Dan argued that, I believe, on one of our podcasts. So we did the best year of hardcore. Is that right, Dan? I think I took 88, but it easily could have been 89. Also, yeah, look at this list for 89. Gorilla Biscuits, Start Today, Chain of Strength, True Till Death, Alone on the Crowd, 7-Inch, Killing Time, Bright Side, Sick of It All, Blood Sweat, No Tears, Beyond, No Longer at Ease, Instead, We'll Make the Difference. Leeway, Born to Expire, Sheer Terror, Just Can't Hate Enough, Brotherhood, The No Tolerance for Ignorance, 7-Inch, Turning Point, Self-Titled, 7-Inch, The Doom, Police Bastard, 7-Inch, Outburst, Miles to Go, 7-Inch, Operation Ivy, Energy, LP, Where the Wild Things Are, LP, The Death Side, Wasted Dream, LP, and plenty of things I don't miss. It might be the best year for hardcore before it starts really breaking out into a bunch of different ways and sub-genres, so forth. Because in the year 1990, there are some amazing albums that have like their feet still stuck in that straightforward hardcore lane, but they're branching out. They're creating new lanes. I'm thinking about create creative records like the burn seven inch, the inside out seven inch integrity in contrast to sin seven inch, the outspoken survival seven inch and the Rorschach remains sedate LP. These are all records where I would say they're, they're straightforward hardcore, but there's a lot going on that are breaking off in different directions. Um, and many of those directions in the years to come would be the marshmallow falling off the stick, as Dan likes to say. Um, ben, 1990, what is your write-up on it? Yeah, I, th- I think of a lot of the stuff that I personally love um, collapsing around the turn of the decade. But most of that stuff doesn't really fall apart until 91 or 92, because 1990 is a fire-ass year. Um, like you said, you have a lot of that late eighties spillover into 1990. Like a lot of the, uh, youth crew bands are still making records. And you also have that transition into kind of more innovative stuff, like what they call, uh, the rev college years, uh, to borrow an expression from the, where it went podcast. So like rev is just beginning to move away from traditional straight edge hardcore, but they're, they, they're still putting out hardcore records. And then you have new age records and conversion records picking up some of the slack of the more straight ahead stuff. And then there's like true crossover shit, like the accused still happening. And also 
a proliferation of the more moshy NYHC and Cleveland style hardcore that would dominate the scene sort of in the middle of the decade. And then uh, Discord is on its third generation of bands, you know, Fugazi, Shutter to Think, Nation of Ulysses, Jawbox, um, who don't sound anything like traditional hardcore. And they're sort of shaping a huge chunk of the bands that would form during the rest of the decade. And then you also have like Epitaph Records ramping up and uh, the birth of the best dressed man's favorite record label, Fat Records. Uh, as well as Lookout Records putting out tons of shit in the Bay. Um, so this is like the early stages of the pop punk explosion of the mid-90s. And then in Japan, you have that Burning Spirit style hardcore that Clevo uh, discussed in an earlier episode. That That's kind of firing on all, all cylinders as well. And then Slap-A-Ham Records forms this year. And they're known for power violence, but they're also putting out records by The Melvins, No Use for a Name, and Fu Manchu all in 1990 which is just wild that all those like pretty influential bands are who sound nothing like each other are all coming out on the same label in the same year. And then Nemesis is putting out a really diverse array of stuff. Ebolition Records starts this year. Dr. Strange Records starts this year. It's like if you're into like 77 style punk, you're fucked. But there's something for pretty much everyone else in 1990. And it's like it's kind of schizophrenic. It's like Fat Records versus Ebolition. Like, can you think of two things that are more different and they're all happening at the same time. And also important to keep in mind that to like norms in 1990, like punk was a thing that was born and died like a long, long time ago. So all the stuff we're talking about is like completely underground. Like you could easily have not been in the know and just not known any of this, any of this stuff existed at the time. And you also left out like victory is getting rolling. You know, Oh yeah. Victory started the year before. Yeah, they started the year before. Uh, so, yeah, they're putting out a handful of records, mostly seven inches in 90. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Hell, yeah. Dan, 1990, what's your take? Well, this is the year that Squirrel took a year off. I mean, Billingsgate came hard in 89, and then they dropped a single in 91, but Squirrel was hibernating in 90. Um, That's right. <laughs> I mean, Ben wrapped this up pretty good, but the the thing that should be stated about 1990 and the next couple years is he just talked about how it's it's uh, going wider and farther than ever before and splintering into many different things. Yet all of these bands in these weird, almost like opposing scenes would end up playing with each other in these times often, you know, uh, especially in DIY spaces where booking people were like, well, this band's coming through and this band's coming through. Well, we'll put them on the show together, you know? And so you would have something like born against playing with lag wagon or something along those lines, you know? So that's, that's the funny thing that you, when when we start thinking about how splintering the 90s start kind of after 89 and a lot of the stuff that we love in in this time period especially in 1990 is still very much uh going to be a continuation of the stuff we loved in the late 80s there's still yet so much like nuanced difference going on and going wider yet it's all still um, 
one large scene at this point before it 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 truly starts splintering you know clevo anything you want to add to this um you know the the stuff that's going to come when we think of like 90s hardcore i think the the groundwork is laid for it um in this year um i i don't think it's too too crazy to say that you know we get the last youth of today record in 1990 and then sort of it's like it's like our big our big brother our big brothers are gone and now we're off to like do some different stuff because you're going to see a lot of a lot of former like youth crewy sounding stuff sort of take that first step in 1990 to kind of go off towards towards what they're going to become in the in the early to mid 90s hell yeah all right well we're doing a super seven for this year 1990 dan explain the rules and let us know the order of the picks okay so a super seven is we are four people competing to make the best mixtape for you, the listener. So we are going to go uh, round by round fantasy football style. And we're all going to have one pick each in each round to pick the best songs from 1990. Now you can pick multiple songs from the same band across these rounds, but you can't pick the same song. Once the song is taken, it is gone and it is on your list. Then at the end of this, we uh, later in the week, we put the list up for the listeners to vote on who they think had the best uh, playlist. And then we also encourage them to tell us how bad we fucked up and, and the fact that we don't uh, know what we're doing and we missed this song, this song, and this song. And um, the order, uh, as, as rolled by the dice is myself first, Zach second, then third, and the Cincinnati curse going to Clevo. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, to kick it off, uh, I'm going to shoot it to Dan. Are you going to either pick uh, the Insight song with Whispering and the bass solo or uh, Punk's Dead Your Next by Slapshot? <laughs> well, now you're doing a spoiler alert because <laughs> that may well be on my list. I'm not going to pick inside though. Um, I am picking the best song of 1990, maybe the best song of the 1990s. I am going break burning fight inside out. Um, there is nothing, nothing more to say about this song than it is a mood. It is a vibe. It is, um, Arguably one of the most, or if not the most powerful hardcore song of all time. It, the way it builds and explodes. And if, if this doesn't move you, you don't get hardcore. If this doesn't move you, you're not fucking alive. Actually. Um, it, it's just pure power. And we've talked it a lot because we've talked the list of the nineties recently, but, I have to have this as right out the gate. It's the best song in the entire decade and might be, it's up there for, it's up there for the best hardcore song of all time. Yeah. We, we've talked this song in the seven inch to death, but it's a great first pick. One of the things I love about it that we don't talk about much is the guitar tone. just sounds loud. It sounds like it's surging. And uh, that's a wild thing about it. Ben, you got anything on this? Can't go wrong with it inside out. There is no wrong answer. Um, 
if you listen to our um, 1990 100 best records, Inside Out is number one. So that's how we feel about this. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite Inside Out song. So that I'm not. I'm not heartbroken by Dan's pick. Clevo, you want to speak on this, or should we go to me for my number one? Um, this is a great song. Um, the only knock I have against it, and it has nothing to do with Inside Out, it's just that every band in the 90s tried to cover it, and it just was, they just couldn't get it right, whether they didn't have Zach on vocals. So I, I, n- never seeing Inside Out and, you know, just having the record, I, I think that hearing hearing a lot of bands try to cover it, it just it just, it's not the same. But that's what makes it so good that it's impossible to capture. Yeah, because they can't hit the tempo is part of it, right? Obviously, you're not going to have pipes like Zach. But to hit that tempo, like this song can't be like sped up. It loses a lot of the power. Shout out, Reggie. Um, Okay, my number one. Okay, my number one is Chance Strength, Too Deep Until Now. Uh, some of the best hardcore drumming there is, some of the best hardcore singing there is, some of the best hardcore songwriting there is. This song is a straight-up opus in like two minutes, and it's a perfect hardcore song. It's Blueprint. I'm glad I got it. Um, I was doing a lot of comparing the two chain seven inches this week, and I think I've finally decided that I like True Till Death more. Um, This seven-inch has maybe the better songwriting, maybe the better drumming, but like true till death has like the, the biggest moments, but too deep until now might be the best chance strength song. I'm stoked to have it. And uh, Ben, what's your take on it? Yeah. Another record where there's no wrong answer. Another classic. Um, going back to that inside out song. I just thought it reminds me of Barracuda by heart. And we talked about that on episode one, eight, five about how there's a little bit of that. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in. Um, yeah. This is great. Too deep until now was at one point my favorite chain of strength song. I don't, mm, I'm not sure if I have one now, but great pick. Dan, this made your shortlist, right? Oh, absolutely. Five years down the line, you won't see me ashamed of having this in my, in my super seven, but you got it. So I've been shamed. Clevo, you have some on this or should we shoot it to Ben for his number one? Um, I, it, I think that this record overall, um, it's just so raw compared to the, to the, to the, to the rev seven inch, um, and, uh, you know, just the drumming, you know, you said it, but there's a lot of YOLO in the drumming, even on the, you know, even on the more restrained parts, the drumming is just, just there. It's a great record. Great pick. Hell yeah. Ben, what is your number one pick? Um, my number one, do I sound, I know my microphone is not working, but so do I sound okay now? I mean, you sound as good as you can sound making the wrong number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go inside out redemption. And why am I picking redemption? Well, because it's only on the compact disc version of the inside out EP. So you're going to have to fire up that CD player or, oh wait, no, just go on Spotify and listen to it. Um, it's just, man, it's hard to put into words how powerful this band is. And I missed them just like you guys did, uh, a tiny, tiny bit before my time. Um, Zach 
is one of the all-time greatest hardcore front people. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Retaliate yeah, yeah. is the best people. Uh, you know it. Buy our CD, indecisionrecords.com. If you love the 90s, get down with that CD game. Retaliate 4 plus bonus tracks, indecisionrecords.com. And thank you for the compliment, Ben. Appreciate it. No problem, Z-A-C-H. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> and it's also strange, it's strange that when you listen to uh, Rage Against the Machine, who everyone seems to love, um, he doesn't sound like the same person, and he doesn't sound good at all to me. He sounds amazing on Inside Out and not good on Rage Against the Machine. I don't know what happened between 90 and 91, but uh, here you get the tail end of uh, the excellence of Zach De La Rocha as a hardcore singer. Hell yeah. All right, Clevo, let's go to you for your number one. Uh, my number one pick is going to be the opening track on the Burn 7-inch, and that is Shall Be Jugged. Um, you know, uh, perfect perfect record, I think. Um, we, we've, we've talked this record a lot on the podcast, but just that opening, the drums... No one, uh, we've, we've talked a lot about how like no one, no one has a voice like Zach, you know, Bratton drums, no one plays guitar in hardcore like Gavin, um, just like great song. And then who's, you know, talking about great front men, who's a better front man than Chaka. So shall be, shall be judged. Great fucking record. Great opener. And, uh, you know, just like really talking about like what's coming, um, in the, in in the nineties, this is this is a good good place to like plant the flag as to sort of what's coming. There's groove, there's it's heavy, it's hard, um, it's, it's the execution is excellent. It just it has everything. It's probably the greatest hardcore record ever. You know, I think it's like I've said before on the pod, it's the apex of hardcore. It's as far as you can take it before it starts like getting away from being that first gen straightforward hardcore. It is so perfect. The recording is so distinct to it and adds to it. It's like listening to like early eighties punk and having the recording be the fifth member of the band. This recording is like the fifth member of burn. It just makes it so burly and unique and nothing is ever like that again. You know, like there's been plenty of records that come out of there, but nothing sounds like this. It's amazing. I love the pick. Uh, Dan, you want to jump in on this? Yeah, the the staccato initial mosh part where it's the loudest a kick drum and toms like together being hit are it's just those like ding dunk dunk like that part is just so fucking incredible. Um and nothing else sounds like it. Nothing ever will sound like that. And and the tempo of it is so unique to this. Um, it's almost almost sounds like a trigger of like a gun. Like like it just is. I don't know. I it's an incredible pick. The lyrics are fantastic to this song. Also, um, vegetarian pride running through it, and that is awesome. And it's just. Yeah, it. I don't agree that it's the best seven inch in hardcore, but I do think it is one of the best things ever in 1990 for sure. 
Well, Dan, you can't argue the minor threat seven inches after you left them off your straight edge super seven. Um, ben, do you want to touch this? <laughs> yeah. Um, now I'm upset because I definitely would have picked this uh, in round two. And it makes me wonder why I didn't go for burn in round one. It's interesting, Zach, though, that you say this is the, the bet, possibly the best um, seven inch ever in hardcore, yet you didn't pick it for your round one. Anyway. Yeah. I'm a sucker like that. But uh, there's He's a little bit of strategy. There's a little strategy going into this game. And yeah, if Dan takes Godhead, I'll take uh, the last song on the record. <laughs> Dan, let's go to you for your number two. Okay. Now we would we were gassing up 1989 as this absolutely incredible year, right? 1990 is bringing it, man. There's so much good stuff on this, and I think. I think I have to take it because it's still on the board and disengage by Youth of Today. The final Youth of Today recording, perhaps the cleanest of the recordings. Um, taking a break from Shelter to come back and do this record, I believe, right? And the aggression is still there, but it's channeled in a in almost like a laser-focused way. I think um, what's amazing about this is it is such an aggressive song, yet it's still catchy, yet um, it's recorded beautifully. (laughs) So everything about it I absolutely love. Um, And then I've just got to look at the artwork too. One of the best frontmen doing one of the best things a front man can do a fucking youth crew jump to amazingness. So disengage youth of today is my second pick. Yeah. You know, this is Don Fury, same year as the burn seven inch. And it's probably the recording that sounds maybe the closest to the burn seven inch, but obviously the bands don't sound similar. This song is awesome. This recording is awesome. And yeah, one of the greatest songs straight up. I love it. Ben, what's your take on this? Um, this is also upsetting because this was on my short list too. I did not strategize this well. Um, <laughs> this is gotta, this has got to be my favorite youth of today song. Um, I remember listening to it during a massive earthquake in 1992 on headphones. And when you have, when you, when you can't hear an earthquake and you can only feel it, it's half as scary. So that's a little pro tip. Just always be listening to loud music at all times when the big one comes. Um, it was written by Walter, which I learned from seeing Youth of Today, and they wanted Walter to come up and sing along with to the song, and he was very hesitant. And I thought, of course it was written by Walter. No wonder, because it's such a fucking great song. Of course it was written by the guy who wrote like every Gorilla Biscuit song. Um, I love the the breakdown at the end with the the octaves. Um, and the the vocal flow um it's just one of those songs where it's like you know i could i could quote it front to back pretty much um it's and it's like they they recorded this after they broke up like imagine if they had never recorded this uh the world would be a slightly less uh fun place to live clevo you want to touch this yeah you know um it's it's such obviously a walter song um just you know the way 
the, the way it kicks in, um, the bass, the, the tone's good. Um, I did hear um, this, you know, could be, could be totally folklore, but I heard that, that getting Ray to do the vocals for this uh, took, took a long time because he was, he was not in that angry mode when they, when they did it. And it really took a while for him to get fired up and, and really get the, get the vocals going for it. Cause the vocals, when he does, when it finally does come across, um, you know, he's, he's got that capo growl and, um, yeah, great. Yeah. I, I feel like there's just, there's just so many, so many great songs that we could pick from this year that this is just another one in that, in, in a long line. I yeah. Did, I heard the same thing, Clevo about the vocals. I mean, we probably all heard it from the same point. I mean, <laughs> It's, it, but but yeah, it's it's it. I think it's been told enough that it, it it could very well be true. And if it's not, let's just believe it. Yeah, I heard they had to give him cocaine, and then uh, <laughs> okay. So let me see here. I'll take "Burn Godhead." Got to have it on my list. It is the best song off the best seven inch. And shout out to Ben's podcast, Spirit Animal Hav from the uh, Where It Went podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, the song is like. It's amazing because Shelby Judge comes in and it's so burly, so gnarly, fast song, big dynamic parts, right? With like the Tom part that Dan was talking about. And then this song comes and it starts very similar in the way the song kicks in and so forth. But then it just has this part where it goes to like that clean channel guitar, the which is so good, you know? And then they ring out and it goes like the let the bass walk, you know, and then it kicks and is all aggressive with a hear me. I'm calling out. Like, I dare ye to write a better song than this. Anyone, Jimmy Page, what's up, bitch? Burn is better than you. You know what I'm saying? This is like apex of music in general, and I am glad I have it on my list. Ben, let's go to you for your number two. Before. All right. Before Ben picks, can we just say that the guitar player of Atari and Jimmy Page are both getting blasted these days on 185? Hey, but the guitarist of Atari gets free lunch anytime he's in San Diego because that's, uh, that's the homie. <laughs> All right. Ben. I vaguely remember I vaguely remember maybe the second time I was ever on 185 miles south. I played a piece of Godhead on the guitar and you and Zach was like, Oh, it was better when when uh when when uh, Burn played it. <laughs> So, stop me when I'm wrong. Yes. Incredible song, and 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 definitely, I um, promised myself if the uh, if side A from the Burn Seven Inch was taken, and if I would not pick a Burn song, and if Disengage was taken, I would not pick a Youth of Today song. So, there's get ready for some odd, oddball shit towards the end of this episode. Um, for my number uh, two pick, I'm going with. Modern Man by Bad Religion. It is the first song off their Against the Grain LP. And I would say that at this point, I believe that Against the Grain is the last masterpiece. Not the last good Bad Religion album, but the last masterpiece Bad Religion album. And uh, there's a skate video with Jesse Roach, who's this, he was a skateboarder who was like 12 or 13 years old, really little kid skating to this song. And I just thought he's not even a man. He's like a modern boy. Why is he skating to this? But um, uh, it just begins with this ripping guitar lead, or is it a solo? According to Zach, it's a lead. And then um, 
goes into a very uh, wordy, uh, verbose, uh, Greg Graffin classic uh, lyrical fucking, uh, you know, whatever. Thesaurus core. <laughs> yeah, thesaurus core. Um, they're just, the, it's funny, it's like, it's so well recorded, but I don't think it's overproduced. I think generator to me is slightly overproduced, but depending on who you ask, it's like the cutoff is at a different on a different record because it's a general progression towards melodic and away from, you know, the rough edges of the early eighties, bad, bad religion. But this is, uh, this is the sweet spot for me. I agree hundred percent, Ben. I think this is the last classic, perfect record. Uh, it's probably my last well, suffer is the best, but yeah, like generator, the songs on it are great, but you're right. It's a production change. And this is the last one that has that semi raw recording. It's so bright, but it still has that like old punk, like a little, it's hard to call it a thinness, but it is compared to like that beefed up studio type recording that like generator would have. Um, and yeah, modern man, God, it, what a great, way to kick off a record with a lead like that. You know, it is just absolutely perfect. Um, Clevo, you have some on this or you want to take your number two? Um, you know, we talked, we talked all these bad, we talked the, the, the post suffer bad religion records. Um, and, and this is where you'll probably put a link to the, to the pod somewhere. Um, but we did talk about that on a, on a previous pod. Um, but yeah, um, we'll probably talk about this record again at some point tonight, I assume. <laughs> Um, so, uh, for my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with absolution dead and gone off of the murders among us comp. Um, I, I, I just talked up Gavin. So let's talk up Gavin again. Um, you know, great, great guitar player. Um, this I think is the best recorded representation of absolution. Their seven inch, you know, just doesn't. For, for all the stories you heard about how great Absolution was when you got that seven inch, it was such a letdown. I think hearing it on this comp and you know their song on the um, their song on the on the other comp on the um, on the new on the new breed on the new breed comp, um, you know. Th- but I think this has the best. I think this has the best production lyrically. This is so good. Um, you know, kind of talking about that that turn that you know like. The, um, you know, people growing out of hardcore and, and growing out of punk and, and just like, this is still ours. And, um, you know, just all around great song. Um, this comp also, um, I could pick any one of the songs off of this comp and, and be happy, be happy to have it on my list. So, um, if, if you've ever been on the fence about absolution because of, of hearing their recording, check out this song it is it's a banger um and and this really does have have probably the best production of anything you're going to hear from them yeah everyone that's a good time to say there's a playlist for every episode you can go to 185 milesouthcom click that playlist link and check out all the songs we talk about and cleva that's a great point because yeah i'm with you i think this song and never ending game from the new the new breed comp are like the two absolution songs like go to all the time um yeah and by all accounts like one of the greatest bands one of the greatest hardcore bands but the seven inch like never grabbed me and and the uh the discography they had was yeah it was just it was hard to get through like as a young hardcore fan that it never ended up being like canon for me 
but these two songs have always hit playlists. Um, ben, you got anything on this? Yeah, this is the best Absolution song. This is up there with the uh, with the Burn Seven Inch for me. Um, the breakdown is very unique. It's got that boom da ba ba da ba ba da ba ba da ding 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 And I remember playing it for the drummer in my band Bad Reaction at the time. I go listen to this breakdown, and he and he said that sounds easy. I could play that, but it's and I said yeah, but you didn't. You didn't think to play that. That's the thing. <laughs> they did you know it's like oh i could have come up with that but you didn't come up with that so props to absolution for coming up with that incredible mark rothko breakdowns (laughs) so ill so ill um okay dan let's go to you round three all right let's get ugly final word by mean streak Offer the only the strong victory comp. This is um, Mean Steve on vocals, just absolutely ripping it. This is this is probably somewhere in Clevo's DNA, like in a couple of blood cells swimming around right now because this is so Clevo. <laughs> this. Um, <laughs> meaning the town not the not the person but also a little bit of the person as well um this is so fucking hard this is so fast but mean and the breakdown is so ill and it's just it's one of those things where you're like why didn't they do more please please we want more and we didn't get it so we have to just love this one song and just absolutely fucking play it over and over again on, on your seven inch or Spotify. Yeah. That breakdown riff on this. I mean, that should be played every time the Browns like score a touchdown, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So it's never going to be played four times. Cold. Cold. Yeah. Four times a year they play it. Um, dude, Great song, and Dan tipping off people that didn't realize that Seven Inch came out this year. That uh, that Confront song is available. Yeah, <laughs> I went I went for this instead just because the recording on this just elevates it just one touch. But you know that Confront song has a line in it, or it is called something that means a lot. So it may be popping back up. Yeah, you know the Integrity song in that comp. I like that version more, and that might be my favorite Integrity song. Me too. I, think I, the, I like that version more too. Yeah, the way he sings is just it's it's maniacal, you know. Um, but my number three, I'm taking following Ben, I'm taking Bad Religion, Anesthesia. Um, just an opus and shout out to the reggae toms. I just <laughs> this song is perfect, and anyone that can uh, explain what the lyrics mean to me, I will send you a in control test press. Um because <laughs> you you can't, dude. What the fuck are they talking about? But it doesn't matter. The music rips. The recording is perfect. And this is just Apex Bad Religion. This is one of my favorite albums by one of my favorite bands. And one of my favorite songs on that uh, that album. So, hell yeah, that's my pick. Ben, let's go to you for round three. Yeah, good pick. That was actually my alternate if you or anybody else had picked uh, Modern Man before me. So, all of my favorite shit is being picked either by myself or by... Uh, Every, someone else 
Um, for my number three pick, uh, I got to pick a Chain of Strength song. Come on. You know Frosty's friend of the pot. He's listening right now. Uh, I'm going to go through these eyes because um, I love that line where he says, sometimes I feel like letting go because the distance between us is so far. I try to find a way to bridge the gap, um, but I still see hope. Of course, I probably fucked those lines up, but it always reminds me of uh, me and my older brother because we did not uh, get along very well at all um, back when I was bumping this every single day. Um, so maybe this is my favorite Chain of Strength song at this point. Anyway, uh, it's just so good. It's like, I actually do like the second chain seven inch better than the first one. I think they're, they're, they figured out a way to sort of add complexity to that youth crew formula without, um, you know, making it something other than youth crew. So yeah, through these eyes. Hell yeah. I mean, like this seven inch is nothing but winners. You know, it's just four bangers. So uh, anything is a correct answer. Clevo, let's go to you for number three. Um, just really quick. I love the, when it has the, through these eyes in the, yeah, like, yeah. like that's just so, it just like those little catchy things um, that, that get thrown in there. Uh, yeah, does anyone for, know, does anyone know who that is? I don't know. Ben, te- ben text Frosty. Let's try to get it. I will. I'll ask him real. I'll text him right now. Yep. Right on. I think, uh, it's, I think it's Pete Cola. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Chubby Fresh. Aklevo is good to you for number three. Uh, speaking of Chubby Fresh, I'm going to take uh, "Darkness" by Integrity. Um, yeah. But, and I don't know if it's a different version, but from the Grace of the Unholy cassette single that came out on Progression Records, I think it might be the same version that's on the Only the Strong comp, um, and it's on the the Den of Iniquity CD that Integrity put out, which has probably been repackaged as something else at this point. Um, but <laughs> yeah. this version, um, hearing this after hearing the 7-inch, which you know also came out in 1990, um, hearing Darkness, um, it just seems like such a jump from the 7-inch from the and, and from the demo just to hear. Um, it's just got you know a little more force behind it, um, and and just like kicks in with the drums uh another song that just uh has like one of those things that hangs but like when that little bass slide hits before the before the second verse um it's just like one of those little catchy parts that you see but um yeah um probably my favorite integrity song um and and just uh probably the best representation of them before uh before before the lp came out um you know and kind of I think like changed everything. They were still sort of living in that, um, you know, we're a little metallic, um, but still like really based in hardcore before they kind of went full on what integrity becomes. Yeah. This is my favorite song and it's so ill. Like I'm glad they put it on the LP cause it fits perfect. And like adding that intro, like that clean channel intro on the LP is like, God, cause usually when bands re-record a song, you're like, dude, I like the original more. And here I do as well. But the fact that they like, they added this like precursor to it on the LP, like make me love listening to that LP version just as much. Um, so yeah, I love this Clevo. Try to find that version and send it to me if it's on Spotify. Otherwise I'll put up the seven inch version or excuse me, the, uh, the only the song version. version. 
I'm not sure if it's a different recording, um, but because they both came out, they both came out in 1990. So who knows? Right on. I'm going to toss that one up there, and everyone, don't get at me. Dan, let's go to you for your number four. Okay. Um, really, I could take anything off this record, and it would be a winner. But there's a couple of like personal favorites that I absolutely love, and there's one in particular that I would be betraying myself if I didn't take this particular song. So I'm going to take face up by turning point off. It's always darkest before the dawn face up has like an ill. um, It's just a great youth crew sounding song, but it still has that dripping emotion that will really come to the fore with later turning point. But it has this amazing, like, kind of youth crew break, and you think that that was the break of the song, and then no, they give you at the end, it's time for you to face up. Like, probably the illest two step skanking part of all time. Like, that part is so good. Like, when I was listening to it today, I listened to it about. 15 times in a row and reggie and i were just um <laughs> two-stepping which me trying to two-step inside the house ends up looking like me doing the roger rabbit or something it's just really bad <laughs> <laughs> but i gotta tell you face up by turning point with a tiny little bit of slap bass what jesus christ fucking incredible lp but this is the highlight for me this is a great pick it's the banger off the record um Turning Point's a, a great band to talk about because you can really latch on to different parts of their career. For me personally, I like the very late stuff and the 7-inch, you know? Um, this LP is is a little strange for me personally. Um, I don't know. It just has – I don't know. I had it and I sold it. And now I wish I didn't because, like, it's it's a little darker sounding, so it might sound better if I played it on vinyl. But uh, I'm not paying 100 bucks to get it back. Um, so, yeah, anyway – Ben, you want to talk on this? Uh, great pick. I, I don't have a favorite song on on the Turning Point LP, but Turning Point's one of those bands who, you know, continued to evolve. We're only around for about three years, and everything sounds like a, a, an evolution towards better and better music. Um, so, excellent band. Uh, this is sort of the beginning of, I think, uh, New Age Records, picking up the slack left by revelation in terms of like putting out LPs by straight edge hardcore bands who are doing interesting stuff. Hell yeah. Um, everyone, I just want to say real quick, the quality of this pod, I don't know how great it's going to be. Uh, we had some technical issues with like the program that we usually use to record. So we pulled some last minute stuff and Dan sounds a tiny bit echoey and Ben sounds like he's not using the mic. And then I don't know how this is going to come out. So, I apologize. We'll try to get it back together for next time. I only um, sound echoey in tribute to uh, Whispercore and Integrity recordings. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not that egregious, but like you never know how it's going to come out when like uh, you know it gets mixed down. Okay, sticking with New Age, I am going to take the song "Survival" by the band Outspoken. Um, I absolutely love the song. I love this band. The LP is my favorite. 
but good God, man, this seven inch bangs. I've been listening to it a lot the last few days. Animals. It's a lot about the millions. Got to try to save them. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And then the singer just like on the chorus hitting like the, the semi note, you know, survival, survival. So like catchy and soulful and ill. And, and then just the bounce, uh, this band is like remarkable. I think that a lot of people that are in like that nineties hardcore kick um, should really go and look at this band. Cause they got a lot of like that early nineties bounce. There's like a darkness to the sound, the lyrics, the dude always like is able to tuck in something catchy into every song. And then also like, there's like the, uh, another song on the seven inch, like it's like the, there's like a drum fill. That's like the hook. Da, 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 dun, dun, da. I don't know. It's like something catchy is tucked into every single outspoken song. They're one of my favorite bands of all time, and uh, I'm stoked to have this on my list. Dan, you got anything on this? I, I, I'm so psyched that you've picked this. I'm so psyched that there are two like vegetarian because this, you know, this is when coming out of the '80s, vegetarianism is 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 becoming very deep rooted in in hardcore around this time, and I think. Um, having shall be judged and survival both on the on the playlist is is fucking awesome and i i really echo your sentiment on uh coil doing the survival <laughs> like almost getting a little elvisy on it um so good and uh, i think you've already just got the uh mark boardman from manchester pick by just having outspoken on your list so you're already one nil up Ben, you got anything on this? Yeah, it's like you can really hear the influence of hip-hop creeping into hardcore with this song. It's very bouncy. It's very hip-hop, you know. It's very rapidy, as I like to say. Um, and also, I, when I hear this song, I think of a real specific kind of style of dress that a lot of straight-edge kids were rocking in the early 90s, which is you got the long sleeve T-shirt with the the four-sided print, you know, the with print down both sleeves, front and back, and then the really tight kind of like Krishna beads or those, or like they they ripped the the chain, the ball chain holding the the pen at the bank off, and then and then wrap that shit around your neck, and then just maybe this might be a tad bit before the silver hoop earrings, the two silver hoop earrings, but baseball hats abound. Like you look at pictures. Straight edge shows in ninety. Every person in the audience is wearing a baseball hat. Like that was that's the fucking dress code. Um, very cool look, very cool sound. Love it. Love the pick. John Coyle's the shit. Uh, went to see the Circle Jerks and 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 Todd Jones introduced me to him. And he and that's this is the way Todd Jones is. He'll like look at me and he'll be like, "Fucking John Coyle, man." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's fucking cool." Like we have John Coyle. Like this guy whose records we listened to for years and we never knew him. Um, so for my number four pick, I am going to pick, um, something that's going to piss. Actually, Zach's going to be happy about this because it's not going to be one of his picks. So I'm not stealing one of his picks. It's, uh, one, two, three, repeater, repeater by Fugazi. This is from their debut LP, uh, also titled repeater, uh, a big, big record. This is their best album. Um, not counting 13 songs because that's not really an album. Um, wrong. What, what's wrong? 
in on the kill taker. But anyway, continue with your description oh, of this okay. fantastic song. Right, right. Um, yeah, this is the best. Uh, and actually, there is a big uh, hip hop influence in this song too. I didn't do that on purpose, but now that I'm remembering, um, a lot of those weird guitar sounds are sort of like they're sort of uh, stand in for scratching because they were, bit, they were listening to a lot of Public Enemy at the time. Um, so it's sort of about um, witnessing violence outside your window and like kind of not doing anything about it um, and, and reading about people getting murdered every single day. Like Washington, D.C. was a super, super violent city in the in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. The crack epidemic was out of control. And I think that's what this song is about. So um Anybody got anything else on this one? I know, Dan, you're a huge uh, Fugazi fan. I don't know where you stand, Clevo. Apparently, Dan's um, just taking over the podcast because I still needed to shoot it to Clevo for uh, Outspoken Survival, but yeah, it's cash. <laughs> oh, sorry um, about that, brah. I thought I was doing uh, Zach a favor and like flowing into pick four. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Clevo, you have a take on Outspoken Survival and also on uh, Fugazi Repeater. Um. I I am probably in the minority that um, I'm not a huge outspoken fan, but I love that seven inch. Um, uh, I, I I probably would not have taken that song, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to say too much more about that. Let's give away any further picks. Um, as far as this, uh, this is uh, this would not also not be the song that I would pick off this. But this I I what, whatever Zach thinks about this thinks about this band and this this record um fucking repeater repeater to me is always hands down gonna be my favorite fugazi record hell yeah um dan you want to speak on this or should we shoot it to clevo for his number four i i i'm gonna visit this album too so i i'll i'll abstain for now and then i will uh say something in a bit clevo number four Oh, there's still so much stuff out there um, and trying to be trying to be defensive, but I am going to go with Rorschach uh, from the Remain Sedate album, and I'm going to take the song Lightning Strikes Twice. Um, um, you know, Rorschach is a band that um, so, some of the other bands that we'll, we'll probably talk about, you know, throughout the rest of this too. Um, you know, we've been we've been seeing sort of, you know, as, as youth of today, uh, you know, breaking up. And I said, like, this is where, where, you know, the big brother's gone and, and stuff shooting off. We've also, you know, seen, seen that shift from, from, from the CBs kind of crowd to, to the ABC, no Rio crowd with some of the bands we've been talking about. I know that absolution played CBs, but um, I kind of, and burned it too as well, but I feel like they kind of bridged that um, CBs, ABC, no Rio crowd. Um, you know, the, uh, that murders among us comp, um, that, that I talked about before because it has nausea and born against and life's blood. So kind of just like this, this reaction to the youth crew type of band and, and Rorschach also had a bit of that, you know, their music, um, so brutal, um, just so, uh, you know, it has some grindy, some grindy parts to it. Um, really smart lyrics. Um, you know, this song is about, it's about the Holocaust, um, not so much this album, but the the second Rorschach album, you know, was really influenced by Decreutzen, um, uh, the Decreutzen self-titled LP, um, and really, 
you know, kind of has a lot of that just like really fast, um, but still is like really heavy and, um, um, you know, just nothing really sounded like this uh, w- when it came out. So um, Charles has has a very distinct voice, although his voice changed. He has two very distinct voices because he has the voice he has uh, on this album. And then he has the voice that he's going to have um, uh, on the later recordings um, because of his uh, throat surgery. Um, I, I know, Zach, you hold this album in high regard, so I'll shoot it back to you. I love this LP. It's hard to choose a track of this record. I think it's like best taken in as like an LP. Um, there's so much wild stuff on this. so much like proto stuff on it. Like, I mean, even if you just think about that song, Oppress, it's like yeah. that shit sounds like Dark Throne before Dark Throne sounded like Dark Throne, right? It's like Dark Throne is putting out a death metal record in 91. You know, they're not getting black metal until 92. And it's like the way that song starts, like literally sounds like what they would sound like. It's kind of insane. And then, if I had a hardcore time machine, I don't know. And like, let's say I had a few picks of things I could change in the top three is to have these guys go record with this LP with Don Fury, because this LP is, I think looking at it with like a, a 2022 ear for like kids that aren't like steeped in a hardcore. It's a rough listen. I think this, this recording is pretty bad. Um, um I just, Go ahead. Not to cut you off, but like, um, have you like have you listened to it compared to the the reissues they did when they did the um, when they did the reunion tour? I don't and the, know. And I think the re the reissue the remix versions are are probably what's on what's on streaming. Um, yeah. Um, there's just I I think there's there's more bass in the reissues. Um, yeah, it's like a record that sounds better when you listen to the vinyl because there's a little bit of that warmness. You know, like a lot of records that have semi-sus like recordings, I think sound better on vinyl. You know, like this one isn't perfect for the digital era. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the songs shine through and it's just amazing for how much wild shit they put on this record. Again, hard to narrow down a song. This is a great hit. You know, and it's kind of, it's a reset in the album because it has like, uh, you know, the sample before it and stuff. So it is yeah. kind of a standout track, but man, I, I love, lot. I love to the, and, and the, you know, after when it all breaks down, it gets like quiet. He's like, surrender to your higher power, submit to your higher power or whatever he yeah. says. And then that like kicks in with that, like mid tempo. And then when he, when he says like the remains to date. And then the, there's just like the, the just the yelling in the background. Just this is a record that sounds at times where the world is just coming to an end. <laughs> yes, it's like a spectacular LP, like in that regard. Um, I don't know. I love it. Everyone's got to check it out. Check this song out. This is a great song to pick off the the record. Although there's a ton, it's it's really hard to represent this band in one song. So I hope that people check out the whole record. It's like one of one of the records we should big up more because it's it's really spectacular. Um, Dan, let's go to you. Round five. That song and uh, and band was on my list. This song in particular, I was going to take. So um, Dan, Dan's just trying to not get beat up by Mike Cheese. You <laughs> got Rorschach on his list. I was I had that song, dude. That was the one I was going to take. Rorschach was on my list, dude. 
was that the song that you were going to take as well? That's my Mike Cheese excuse too, dude. Oh, <laughs> well, the hot dogs are coming for you. I, <laughs> um, I really was going to take that. So, Mike, get the get the ballpark franks towards Zach, not me. Um, I'm gonna have to take this, and it'll be it'll be a slight redemption in in regards to Mike, but this is <laughs> so evil, and I've got to take it. Integrity, how do they fall? I mean, I'm going to tear you limb from limb, break you piece by piece, put you in a state where it takes all you've got to break. It's so mean. It's so hard. It's so fucking great. The recording is awesome. Um, Yes, it might get a little bit better later, but this song is the one that... I think it just it just rattles around in my head for for this year's of integrity. I mean, I could take like four or five different integrity songs from this year, obviously, but this is the one where it just it's just so rotten. <laughs> it's just really, really rotten. So in the best possible way. So I'm taking how do they fall integrity? I love it. Great song. You know, if, if you're choosing off the seven inch, it's the one, you know, this, yeah. The end of in contrast to sin is so ill too, though, yeah. but yeah. How do they fall? That's the way Clevo. What do you got on this compared to the song you took? Um, yeah, I, I feel like, oh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the seven inch, you know, they re-recorded for the, for the first LP, um, but I, I I think for some of those songs I I, I prefer the I prefer the seven inch versions and I think just because that's what I heard first. Um, you know, again this was you know coming out of coming out of Die Hard and you know um, you know confront kind of being you know either done or 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 not really not really as much of a band. Um, just you know the the change for Integrity you know when they started playing you know I I, I said probably when we did the Cleveland podcast that, you know, before there was a time in my life where integrity is the band that I had seen more times than any other band. So, um, you know, I, I ride hard for, for them. I ride hard for the seven inch and pretty much, you know, pretty much everything they did, uh, up, you know, with the, with the Mel Nixon Frank all the way through. So, um, yeah, I can't really say much more about the band. I was on mute. Um, hell yeah. Okay, I am going to take my fifth round pick. Dude, the world is my oyster. This is my poison idea round, and I got four to choose from. <laughs> um, let me go. Uh, I'm going to take Just to Get Away because I got to be true to myself. This is like one of my favorite songs ever. Someone's uh, tapping something. Or walking around not uh, muted. Anyway, Um Death of an Idiot Blues of this record is ridiculous. Like that part when he's like talking, like he was just a boy when it's still fast. Good God. Yeah. The badge, perfect mid-tempo uh, anti-cop song, and Plastic Bomb. What a way to kick off a record with like the the piano and then just going into what's like really just a basic hardcore song when you think about it on paper. But like the way they do it, it's like it really is like them – laying something down and just being like, here's a blueprint of how to write a perfect song. Right. It's got the woes for Ben and uh, it's got just big moments, but just get away. 
perfect mid-tempo banger. Um, just savage and dirty and ill, catchy, you know, like, fuck. It's just like one of those songs that like, you want to kick on when you like pull out of, uh, you know, your parking spot and hit the road. You want to drive fast. Like this is the one, like, this is like the soundtrack. Like, you know, I, I absolutely love this song. Clevo, what's your take on, uh, this song. And if you're not going to hit poison idea later, what do you think about this album? Um, so I was actually jumping back and forth between taking Rorschach or poison idea with my last pick. Cause I knew that you were going to take one of them. So I, I, I'll probably be talking about this again soon. Hell uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, ben, let's go to you for your number five. All right. I am going turning point as well, but I'm not picking something off of their LP. I'm picking the song broken off of the rebuilding seven inch comp. Um, this is sort of, I, I'm almost certain they recorded this after they did the LP because it's, it's melodic and it's leaning into what they would end up doing the following year with the um, no escapes uh, turning point split seven inch. It's, this is like, you know, peak turning point, like the best sort of like you broke my heart, melodic hardcore, but not corny the way bands in the mid two thousands tried to do. You broke my heart, melodic hardcore. Like this is like, it's such a fine line. It's just like you talk about the marshmallow falling off the stick. Like how come nine times out of 10 bands try to do this and the marshmallow falls off the stick. I don't know why, but turning point are the masters. This is how it's done. It's sort of the, uh, I'm trying to think of other bands that kind of hit on this vibe before they did. It's hard to say within that kind of youth crew world, what they're doing here. Cause you have gorilla biscuits doing melodic hardcore, but they're not really doing like, you know, heartbreak songs. Anyway, great friggin' song. Come on. If you've heard it before, you know, you know, I'm right. I didn't realize this was 1990. This might've been my, my number one pick. This is a spectacular song. One of the greatest hardcore songs of all time and uh, deserved to go earlier in my opinion, but good God, I'm glad someone grabbed it. Um, yeah, I mean, just think about if this, if the no escape side is fine, right? But like, imagine if this song was on that seven inch instead of no escape, you're looking at like top five, top 10 hardcore seven inch of all time, you know? And like, if you look at our list for the nineties, it still made it super high, but I think it's undeniable that like with our consensus votes, it would have bumped into like the top five. You know, who knows? Um, Dan, what's your take on this? Incredible. It's, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about a few things on this being like blueprints for, for things to come. And this is strongly in that camp. Um, great pick. Hell yeah. Clevo, what do you have on this? And you can just roll right into your number five as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just mad that I didn't pick this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I had, you know, um, you know, we talked about the LP and, um, I, there's, there's like one song I like, I go for a couple of deep cuts off of that, but really overlooking, overlooking this song, um, you know, was a major brain fart for all of us. Um, for my, what are we? Number five for my number five pick, um, 
I'm going to take that poison idea now and I'm going to go with gone for good. Uh, just a short little ripper, um, which has some, uh, you know, pro environmental lyrics, uh, which, um, just really, you know, lyrics, lyrics still hold up. Um, you know, um, we've talked, we talk about poison idea a lot around here and, um, you know, Jerry, um, comes across uh is completely different than he than he really is when you when you hear when you hear him talk and these lyrics are really just you know um just like about about making money like spilling oil and 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 just ruining ruining the environment um which is really really cool to think about like you know over 30 years ago they were doing it and it's such a ripper and uh um the chorus is is really catchy um the the song itself is what like a minute and a half um just really really quick gets in bangs it out fits on this i mean this whole record again we've talked about it is this whole record is just just awesome uh front to back um so many songs we could have picked off of it but this is just a good little quick minute and 16 um and just the whole part where he's like greedy bastards never will never learn it's gone for good won't return it's gone for good um yeah it's the jam dude hell yeah i'm glad this is on there twice or this record it is one of the greatest hardcore records ever people check it out ben check it out because i think with the woes in the first song and the anti-cop mid-tempo banger you might get into this album if you give it a, a fresh listen. I am into this album. This is my favorite Poison Idea album, and I had uh, Just to Get Away as an honorable, but we'll get to that at the end. Hell yeah. Okay, Dan, round number six. All right, we're going back to the Fugazi record repeater, but we're taking the best song off the LP, which is Blueprint. This is such a moody uh starts very quiet and building and and the guitar work is just it hooks you in instantly with just the fragility of it and then it explodes and it and it's a gi sung fugazi song which might be it's so funny like i usually lean a little bit more towards the ian sung songs but all my favorite fugazi songs end up being Gisung ones pretty much and this is way up there for me um it's an absolutely um it, you know we talked about blueprints of other songs like broken being the blueprint for a ton of emotional hardcore to come this is also um in that lane it's it's showing the ability to play with quiet and loud um and emotional and pissed at the same time and it's just uh incredible songwriting it's at the apex of hard guitar music it's an incredible song and you know never mind what's been selling it's what you're buying and this is the fucking track And the crowd jeers. Ben, what's your take on this? <laughs> uh, not one of my favorite songs, but, you know, a good song nonetheless. I don't um, kind of sort of in the middle. I would rank it 
on the rec- on the songs on on repeater. Um, if I had to pick a second best song, if someone had stolen my, if someone had stolen repeater, I just wouldn't have picked a Fugazi song. But I would say my number two would probably be Merchandise. Well, guys, I'm not condemning those who choose metal riffs or write lyrics that don't make any sense. Instead, we'll stay the same as before as long as we're together and putting out core. Others have changed. That's okay. You do what you want. We'll stay the same. I think I fucked that up, huh? <laughs> I'm going to insert myself doing that properly at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking um, <laughs> Speaking of this being a blueprint, um, this is not going to change the Zach's estimation of this record at all, but Jimmy World totally ripped this off for the song Digits. The beginning of that is just like a straight rip off of the beginning of this song. So it does it does really play in that loud, quiet, loud sort of thing that really becomes so big uh in the nineties. Hell yeah. Um Yeah. All right. Well, I really am gonna take that instead song. I'm not condemning those who choose metal riffs or write lyrics that don't make any sense. Instead, we'll say the same as before, as long as we're together and putting out core. Others have changed. That's okay. You do what you want. We'll stay the same. We'll still sing about what feels right. It's the reason for keeping us tight. It's like one of those songs that only Instead could do and get away with. Like if anyone else had these lyrics, it'd be cheesy as fuck. And maybe it is to some people, but to me, it's not. It's like one of my favorite hardcore bands doing like wrapping up, like basically, you know, their career um, with one of my favorite songs by them. You know, it's so true to them. It's so catchy. It's like, it's a thing that repeats, like, you know, it's just the same thing repeating over and over, like very much like we'll make the difference, you know? And it's just a great cap on what they do until they, uh, they have like the new bonus tracks that came out on the discography on indecision records. So, uh, get that if you haven't, but yeah, I love instead. And this is a top ooh, top five instead song for me. Um, again, just totally classic and so true to them. And so true to, uh, what they did and how special they were. Uh, Ben, you got anything on this? Yeah. Um, you've got my dad's vote. He loves quoting this song. He's like, are you still putting out core? He, he used to always say that to me. Um, and, uh, I, if, uh, Steve instead is listening right now, he's mortified because he's oftentimes told me how embarrassed he is of this song, but come on, my dad likes it. So he's got one fan from this. I love this song. Dude, Steve, you're crazy. Like this song rips. I can understand like, you know, we all, we've all written music that like we listen to and we are a little cringe about, you know, I would change this. I would change this. It's very similar to like tattoos. Like, you know, I'd change almost everything a little bit, you know, but it's what you put out there. It's, it's a part of you. It's a part of your story. It's a part of your identity. And this song is, is legit. Like instead there's a reason why they are, a pretty much universally loved band by like their fans. And like, no one really has too much bad to say about them. Cause like they weren't fronting, right? Like they can get away with this song. Cause it is what they were, you know, and it's a perfect example and it rips. So uh, Dan, you got anything on this? Uh, I will never, ever, ever think that honest sentiment and uh, referential loving of hardcore and 
and wearing your heart on your sleeve is ever cheesy. Even if something may ring with a bit of cheese, I, I choose to dig deeper into that and find the, you know, celebrate the heart that was there instead of thinking it's cringe or cheesy. I think it's fucking amazing instead forever. Love it. Yeah. Especially because like, you know, the spirit of this pod is like, you know, the anti edge Lord, right? Like it's so easy to, to be an edge Lord and shit talk things and dismiss things. It's, it's like just lazy, you know, it's, it takes so much more balls to like put it out there. What you love, what you like stand for, like what you believe in and who you are. Right. It's so much easier to like hide in the corner and shit talk things or nitpick things. But uh, this song is the opposite of that. And that's why I love it. Um, Clevo, you have anything on this or should we shoot it to Ben for his number six? Uh, I I don't really have anything to add. Oh yeah. Ben number six. All right. Um, One more thing I wanted to say about that instead song is, is that that I would say that's also the influence of hip hop on hardcore music showing because the way it's, you know, we're, we're, we have a song about ourselves and like our, our, own history up to this point very hip-hop thing to do you know back in 80 you know four years ago when we started this band essentially is what they're singing about so um probably has something to do with why i dig it um my number six pick will be this is tough but i'm gonna go since clevo took my naked ray gun pick for 1987 when he picked vanilla blue i've got to go naked ray gun and i'm gonna do the first track off there 1990 LP, which was their final LP until they put out one last year, which is called Ray Gun, Naked Ray Gun. And the song is called Home. And um, I know a lot of people might think like they fell off towards the end. John Haggerty had left the band. He was the guitarist for the entire band up until uh, the album before this one. But uh, this album is great to me. It's the first three songs just flow into each other so perfectly it's it's just everything you'd want from naked ray gun it's anthemic it's got the woes it's got the sing-alongs it's got the melody um they are chicago's finest and i didn't get into this record until fields of fire were in the tour van and graham puts it on and i'm like what the fuck is this this is incredible he's like dude naked ray gun and i'm like oh never really checked this one out um so home is my pick and john haggerty had actually left the band and started peg boy around this time and and they're another great band that is not going to make my list because we only get we only have seven picks so you gotta you gotta make your uh choices has anyone ever chosen a naked ray gun song that wasn't the first song off the record <laughs> um they're the first track banger band if Ben totally. didn't, if Ben didn't take this, I would have taken a non-first track song off of this album. Um, Ooh, I think, yeah, I think the song, I think the song "Strange Days" uh, is is way up there with with great Naked Ray Gun songs. Um, it's super catchy, but um, this song also um, was a single. Um, no, no surprise, the first song on a first song on a Naked Ray Gun album is catchy enough to make it a single, and it is a uh, backed with a cover of a Chelsea song, Last Drink, which is a um, great song. I think Naked Ray Gun did a great version of that. Naked Ray Gun did, did great first songs, and they did great covers. I love it. I'm glad this is on the list. Um, 
Danny, got anything on this, or should we go to Clevo for his number six? Naked Reagan rules, but uh, let's go to Clevo. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Clevo number six. We, this is like double heartbreaker round this this time because there's a lot of stuff still out there. Um, but um, talking about sort of sort of new scene, uh, I'm going to take the first song off the Quicksand Seven Inch, and that is Omission. Um, you know, quicksand, you know, we all know about quicksand now. Um, but when this first came out, uh, when I got it, I got it actually the same day as I got the today seven inch. Um, so th- these two records just really together, um, you know, we're, we're kind of the soundtrack, part of the soundtrack to, to, to that summer for me. Um, you know, youth of today, um, you know, a little bit of a different direction for them, but, you know, quicksand is a completely, completely different direction. Um, um, from, from what we are listening, it's, it would be a new direction, uh, if, if you will. Um, but, uh, I just think that this song, this song is so good. And I, I love this version, um, compared to the LP version. Um, just, you know, it's quicksand. It's, there's so much groove and, um, there's just, um, it still it still has has some 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 heaviness to it, some power, but it's it's just really this record, you know, you know, um, you know the the instrumentals, whatever. Um, Clean slate. I, I don't know if they ever. I don't think they ever re-recorded that, but omission well, unfulfilled. Um, you know, three great songs, and and I, I love this record. Ben, does the fact that the cover of this record looks like a a bronze Don Donald Trump sitting on a cube of cheesecake. Does that detract from this record at all for you? I think it's, it looks like a John F Kennedy, but, um, so it doesn't, not that Kennedy was, you know, um, you know, the greatest person in the world who ever lived. He wasn't, but, uh, that's who I, I think of when I look at this, this, uh, very, very strange record cover, but that's a good pick Clevo. Um, and I totally agree that the, uh, this version of omission is better than the LP version. And I was, I did have on my short list clean slate and, and it really was a toss up between omission and clean slate. And the only reason I had clean slate is because uh, 1990 is the only year in which that song could be picked. In other words, if we do a 90, which we will eventually do a 93 uh, super seven omission could be picked for that. But yeah, yeah this is a, I always, and uh, I, people think of them as, I don't know what people think of them now. They think of them as post-hardcore, but in general terms, maybe an alt-rock band breaking into that whole alt-rock explosion of the whole early 90s. And I always thought of them as a hard rock band. Like, they are hard rock the way Led Zeppelin was a hard rock band. Like, big, giant, stadium, heavy, slower, distorted guitar, riff-oriented music. I don't know. Um, well, let's shoot it to uh, over to have a hypno jam with uh, Dan for either his take on quicksand <laughs> or his uh, seventh pick heartbreaker round. <laughs> well, come on over for the hypno jam because you know it's epic. Um, I wonder if omission is going to be omitted on the 1993 list. All right, we're in full blown heartbreaker mode because I don't have a chain song. I could easily dip back in and steal no spiritual surrender since it's still out there and do a double war zone move. Um, 
And there's there's just too much good stuff. It's like AMPM up in this motherfucker. Um, Firewalker, Slapshot. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've run out of space. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going, drug free, drug free, you and me. Confront one life drug free. <laughs> this song is fucking incredible. It's hard as shit. It's straight edge as fuck. It makes me want to mosh through a fucking, not even a wall. It makes me want to mosh through like 10 Evil Knievel like cars that are all laid out for Evil Knievel. To, I just want to mosh through all of those cars while Evil Knievel's jumping over me while I have X'd up construction gloves on and a chain belt and I'm listening to One Life Drug Free by Confront. This song is hardcore if you don't like this you might not like hardcore if you don't like this i might mosh you while wearing those construction gloves so be warned anyone out there who doesn't like this i'm going to home depot soon and i'm getting a fucking sharpie and some gloves dude this song sounds so blueprint but like when you break it down it's like very unique Cause like that tempo they hit on like the one life drug free. It's not like a, I don't know. It's not like a mosh tempo or a breakdown tempo or us like a double step tempo. It's just like, it's a pulse, right? So like they go from the, dunna, 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 the very generic, like eighties hardcore, um, you know, dunna, 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 with fascine. And then they like settle into like this tempo. That's more of a pulse. It's very like SSD get it away seven inch ish in that aspect it's really a spectacular song it's, it's pretty fucking awesome um i, I think that's a, a really great point zach i think it's like channeling ssd while you've also been huge fans of youth of today yeah you know? i mean that's the mashup it's it's pretty spectacular in that way when you like really think about it um which i do i love hardcore music and i love Thinking about the songs, like the I, I songwriting, it, it has a bit of that, you know, straight ahead YOLO to it too. For sure, for sure, it has like early Youth of the Day or Straight Ahead, like YOLO, hardcore, um, done through a little bit of like a, a third wave, third wave generic lens, but then like there's just like this heart that rolls through it, you know, like I don't know, it's like they're trying to replicate a couple things and missing, but like landing on their own thing, which is like special in itself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just rad. Ben, you got anything on this? Yeah. Th- that's like, you summed up like the history of music is like pe- bands trying to sound like other bands failing and then successfully sounding like themselves. And, and to me, it sounds like a mashup of the abused. And then when it, he goes, go, and it goes back into that fast part, it reminds me of the mob, the New York city mob because it's like an incorrect fast beat dig it 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 like he's playing on the wrong beat but it's still like awesome sounding yeah this song fucking rules i i don't think that they were setting out to do it but is confront proto record collector core <laughs> maybe although i had both versions that seven inch at some time and sold them both but i feel other, like no right i'm there. saying like sounding like in demo think call. about when this came out you couldn't just go get SSD mob um, abuse. Like those records just weren't readily available. 
Um, right. So like, that's what I mean. Like, you know, now, now a kid goes on the internet, hears SSD and he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make a demo that sounds like this on my computer. But like, that wasn't a, th- you couldn't, if you didn't have the records, then you didn't have the records. Uh, or if like, unless, unless your or if your friends didn't have the records, you didn't, you didn't hear this stuff. I would say that some of the great uh, UK hardcore bands of the last like five years sound a lot like this song as well. Violent Reaction, yeah. The Flex, you know. I mean, Confront X. were true fans of hardcore though, right? Like, there's Oh yeah, of course. Not, like, no. Either they rolling through town and like hanging out in their backyard and shit. You know, it's a shame that, you know, some of these dudes ended up being like right wing douchebags, <laughs> you know? That's a bummer, um, man. No, I'm just saying that I think that they 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 were like students of hardcore. Like they they right. they heard all of those records and they 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 had you know they had access to that stuff because they were you know they were a couple of years older than me. Um, you know, I, I definitely they I definitely heard stuff because of you know the older people in the scene. Um, but like I never I didn't hear SSD until the Power Tape came out. Like that record just wasn't around. True, Clevo. Did these guys ever thank you for your service? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. At some point, one of, so they may have. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's see here. Oh, you know, much like Absolution, maybe their best songs are on comps. We should say that. Um, um, I but, don't. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Okay. <laughs> I've been wrong many times before, but not usually. Okay, let's see. My number seven. This shit is wild because I'm going to leave No Spiritual Surrender on the table. Um, a song that, like, I think Clevo talked about. Just this, that song and Burning Fight have just been tainted by so many bad covers over the last 25 years. Um, I'm going to take a song off a of seven inch that. I think much like the Rorschach, we don't talk about enough on the pod and should be getting big upped. And it is on Spotify now. Um, the Citizens Arrest, A Light in the Darkness, 7-inch. This thing is so wild, so YOLO. And people, if you listen to this and it doesn't grab you on the first listen, I think that's okay. But this is like one of those records. It's six songs. It's a classic 7-inch. Put it on repeat. Listen to it five times in a row when you're out for a walk or you're out for a drive or something. And I guarantee you, by the end of the fifth listen, you're going to find so many nooks and crannies on the seven inch that it is going to be one of your favorites. What um, song? What song are you taking? You can have "Serve and Protect." I'm going to take "Fortress," <laughs> but I want to talk about the "Without Peace." Like the bow, it's like the best bends in the history of hardcore. Like that little lead they do. Oh my God. Like get out of here. Um, Server Protect gets a minus a point for like 10 seconds before the music starts. You know, it doesn't bother me when I listen on vinyl because I just drop that needle 10 seconds in. But when you listen on streaming, it's like, why the fuck am I not listening to like music on second number one? Um, But yeah, Fortress is like almost like street punk sounding. And the dude goes for it with the voice. There's a lot of YOLO in the voice and there is so much YOLO when it goes fast out of nowhere. This is like blueprint YOLO. If you're looking for what I'm talking about, why is that idiot Zach always saying YOLO? The fuck <laughs> is that? Well, it's this fortress song where it just goes fast out of nowhere because you needed it. 
you didn't think about it. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but you needed it. They delivered it because fucking YOLO. And uh, yeah, I, I love this song. I love the seven inch. You could really just snatch anything off it. It is that great. Those bends make me want to lean without peace and serve and protect. Hard to not take it. First song on the record, probably the standout track. But I'm going Fortress. Let's get a mid-tempo banger on there. And uh, yeah, Dan, you got to take on this or yeah. what? I, I knew I knew this was coming. And I knew when you mentioned this EP, I did hear a strong exhale over there in uh, on the East Coast because I, he thought you were stealing his. Um, I I think um, this band. It, it's it's going to because yeah now you say it's finally on streaming and all of that i think it's gonna pick up some newer listeners that never had a chance to get their hands on this you know and i think it's gonna um start to ha- be one of those things that people are gonna name check in a in another resurgence of it because it it's so cool and shout out ted leo yeah, it's one of those ones where like the people that love it, like they hold it so close to their chest and it's like, no, this is like one of the greatest seven inches ever. And like recognize. You know what I mean? So I'm glad we're talking about it. Um Ben, you got anything on this? Or you want to take your song seven? Um never a band that, you know, struck a chord with me, but yeah, they definitely are a cult band. They are definitely um, much like Rorschach and much like um, Born Against, who kind of all came out of the same era and the same scene, that there are people who ride so hard for these bands. Um, so for my number seven pick, I want to honor the dead and pick some pe- someone who isn't with us anymore. And I was thinking Sarah Kirsch, who had the band Fuel and the song Some Gods, but then I thought, there's someone else I gotta I gotta honor, and that would be John Bunch and the band Reason to Believe, who are from the Redondo Beach Harbor City area. The song "Spelling Words" off of their one LP on Nemesis Records, um, re, uh, when re, Reason Sleeps When Demons Dance. I hope I got that right. Um, this is a I have this album on vinyl and cassette, and I've been looking for it on CD for. No joke, 27 years I've been looking for this compact disc. One day I will find it. Spelling Words is the song. They just have this thing where they're... John Bunch really knows how to sing, which is very rare in hardcore music. And he's belting it out. And the music is totally melodic, but it's also fast and furious. It's this great combination that, you know, I guess you can kind of get get a little bit of that vibe from a verbal assault or dag nasty, but not the way reason to believe does it. Uh, they're pretty singular and they're, they have made the mistake that um, lots of my bands have made, which is having their shit be out of print for a million years and entire generations of uh, kids not getting into them. And to this day, this shit is not on Spotify and I still got to pick it anyway, though. Uh, spelling words, reason to believe. Yeah, it's bullshit that it's not on Spotify and no one is uh, done a discography yet. It's not from lack of trying. I know Indecision wanted to do it. I think Rev wanted to do it, and there's something happening. So whoever's in charge of it, you know, let it 
be for the people because this and the seven inch are spectacular. Um, I like the LP more than the seven inch. I love this LP. Um, I had a test press at one point, which is like maybe my biggest record score sold it and the LP regret both. Um, but Hey, it is what it is. I'm glad this is on here, but it needs to be on streaming because good God, man, how is this lost to history? I mean, like, it's just so spectacular. It sounds, this is not a knock. Um, it sounds a little bit like early offspring um, to people that don't have any idea what this sounds like, um, which kind of goes to show you how unique it is because I don't know what else you would really compare offspring to or this to um, just like unique vocals with drivey, like melodic music that you can't like say like, Oh, that sounds like bad religion. Oh, that sounds like, you know, whatever. Right. It doesn't. So yeah, I love this. Glad it's on the list. Um, Clevo, you got anything on this or you want to take your final pick? Um, I don't have anything on this. Um, trying to stall for my pick since you took the, uh, since you took the citizens arrest. Um, I, I can let citizens arrest if you're not going to take it. What's that? Do you want to speak on the citizens arrest if you're not going to take it and then take it into your number seven? Yeah. I, you know, it's just kind of the same stuff we said about sort of the other, the other, um, the other stuff, you know, absolution, Rorschach, um, those other bands just sort of, you know, breaking free from that, from that youth crew sort of, sort of, uh, sort of mold. And yeah, it's, it's, I think it's pretty similar to Rorschach. It's like more hardcore than Rorschach, um, where they do have those blasty beats, um, yeah, I, I I would have taken I probably would have taken serve and protect, um, but I also I was I was going back and forth between serve and protect and um, in the distance. Um, yeah, fucking fucking great 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 band, great record uh, band that I'm really bummed I never got to see even in in their reunion mode. Um, for my final pick, um, going back and forth because there's a lot to choose from here. Um, I'm going to take, so these are two super important bands I'm picking between, but I'm going to take born against from the same comp that, uh, the absolution song came from. And I'm going to take the good father. Um, another, another just, um, band just putting out, putting out there some, some important stuff. Um, talking about, um, you know, American imperialism, central America sort of stuff. And, uh, but Born Against, I think, you know, people people think of them as, um, you know, Sam, Sam being this big personality. But this is the first this is the first thing that they they put out on album uh, on record. I think um, they may have had a demo before this, um, but it's before the seven inch. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, from the ashes, uh, from the ashes of life's blood um, and just, you know, kind of care. It, it's more carrying on with life's blood that, uh, uh, than what comes from born against later um but i i think super important band um you know we're, we're getting into the honorable mentions i was actually thinking again because they're important i was gonna take something off the vegan reich seven inch because i think that you know that's a that's another thing that's like this is what's coming this is what's coming next and uh i think that you know vegan reich um you know had 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 a huge huge part in in that in that stuff that comes later in the 90s but no born against Good father, it's on the it's on it's on the it's on the Murders Among Us comp, um, which is a great comp if you 
you don't have it. You know, the Life's Blood song is good. The the Nausea song is good. Um, but you know, Born Against and Absolution are, are the winners on, on that record. Hell yeah! All right, Dan, let's go to you for honorable mentions. I just got a few. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bombard people. Um, Essence, even score, someday face value. Basically, the other two songs on the. Um, that's not the insight whispery one on uh, the only the strong. Um, the other two songs on the chain of strength seven inch. No spiritual surrender. How is that not on anyone else's list? It's Dude, we're gonna get fucking skewered for that. Um, you want to really get skewered? That that would be the last song I picked off of that. Um, if I was gonna take a song off of off of Inside Out, I probably would have taken. Um, which one did you take, Ben? Sacrifice or Redemption? Redemption. Redemption. Yeah, I would have taken Sacrifice or or Undertone. Well, because sorry, we're we're anti edge lord on here, Clevo, uh, <laughs> and also referring to your last pick, you better be extremely fucking cautious who you talk shit about. Also, mm-hmm. uh, I'm the filth, live the chaos, seven inch. Um, I would have taken lust for glory off of that, and I was this close to taking it, but um, firewalker slapshot, punks dead, you're next. What a moody, amazing, like crazy as fuck song. I actually love it. The fact that Zach was saying it as a clowning thing. I, I was I not. Really it's on my, it. It's on my, it was, dude, I almost took it. You want to worship Waddy? Yeah. <laughs> that's not the way to be. Dude, it's that song so... rips because it's like they're saying punk's dead, but yet like the song, so many elements of it are like 70s rock, which is like the reason for punk existing, right? Like, oh, this stuff's like long in the tooth. So uh, let's play punk music. And then here you are being like, fuck <laughs> punk. And then like you're going, first of all, you're writing a punk song. Yeah. It has like lots of 70s rock elements. It's like, whoa, man. Like, it's Inception. Like a circle, man. Like, I get it. You know? <laughs> um, Jawbreaker on Fun, that LP, especially the song Busy. Um, that was going to be on there. And then. Um, you know, there's a few more Integ j- jams, uh, Pavlov's Dogs, Rorschach. Um, just the, the what a great year. What a fucking great year. And pretty much anything else that's on the rebuilding comp. Um, you know, I'm glad I took Face Up over Broken because that's the lane of, of Turning Point I like, but we can't, I can't take away from how epic broken is and then uh to zach's point about listeners going on and and thinking like why is he always talking about yolo well if you want to <laughs> listen to yolo with a capital y o l o just dip into candiria <laughs> we've talked about them on a previous pod and if you want to really go yolo go candiria <laughs> those first two candiria full lengths are like two of my favorite records ever like if you have a long attention span or if you're on like a long drive, put them on, enjoy your 45 minutes to an hour. That shit is wild. Um, but yeah, shout out candy. The first two are so ill. Um, and we should talk them again and revisit, you know, maybe Cleve will be lucky and get to be on that pod and break. Down <laughs> Kandiria. Um, okay. F- let's see here. Honorable mentions of things that didn't get mentioned. Um, so obviously I'd back up songs for almost all my picks, but 
the Florida powerhouse put out their seven inch this year. I absolutely love that seven inch. It never gets talked about. It's not on streaming. So whatever, like that, that was going to be, that was going to be my seventh pick. If it was on streaming death of a salesman, that's a fucking hard ass anti-racism song. Fucking banger. Dude. It's like the closest any band has ever sounded like side by side. Um, so it would be, I don't know. It always has a chance of that resurgence. You know, when people discover it, it's a seven inches out there that is fucking awesome. I do think seven inch for me for my birthday, Zach. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll track it down. Um, the, it is on Bandcamp, I believe. And I'll find that link. So everyone look for powerhouse death of a salesman. Like uh, Clevo said, the seven inch. Um, also another thing for, you know, Dan might get bodied for this, or maybe I should for living here now since uh, 06, but amenity, this is our struggle. Yeah. Um, and, and, and forced down. Yeah. I can't believe Ben didn't choose forced down, but maybe it was to benefit the playlist. Didn't um, forced down, put down like two double seven inches in 1990. <laughs> again, like a band that needs to be on streaming. I think that, I think their band camp might have their whole discography, but it's not on the streaming. So handle yeah. business people, 2022, we just want to listen to music on streaming. Um, You're right, Zach. I, I didn't take This Is Our Struggle because it wasn't on Spotify, and I'm trying to just make the playlist like coherent. But you're, you're 100% right. Kill me in the comments. That's right. And Amenity, their full discography is up. You can download it for free on Bandcamp. So that's awesome. But, hey, make that jump to Spotify and Apple Music and all that shit. Uh, you know, again, it's just like we want to listen to your music. It's I I hate listening to shit on YouTube and Bandcamp. Like, I don't know. Whatever. That's just me being crotchety. But it is what it is. Um, Inside Out, Reason Weave, we talked about you today, talked about that. Uh, visual Discrimination in Vain LP. Got some fucking tracks. And, uh, yeah, Ben, let's go to you for uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, so Frosty uh, chimed in about who's yelling, Through These Eyes! on the song Through These Eyes by Chain of Strength. And the answer is actually... Randy Johnson of the bands pushed aside against the wall. And he was also the second singer of ignite. So that's whose voice you hear. Um, pretty, and that's pretty Randy Johnson of ignite fame, not bird killing fame. <laughs> Correct. Not the major league baseball pitcher who murders uh, birds on purpose. Um, so can we get Randy Johnson honorable. to aim at Bert's backyard next time we record there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take him to Costa Rica. Okay, my honorable mentions. Um, Super Touch, Engine, Force Down, Escape. The reason I wanted to pick Force Down over uh, Naked Raygun and Naked Raygun 1 because they're on streaming. And then I broke my own rule by picking Reason to Believe. Um, uh, I already mentioned Fuel. Pitchfork, Burn, Pigs, Burn. Life But How to Live It, the song Green. Quicksand, Clean Slate. Shudder to think about three dreams. Peg boy through my fingers. Weirdos, Cyclops helicopter. We think of the weirdos as peaking in 1978 or so. This song is fucking incredible. It's on their one LP that came out in 1990. Resolution, I seek, uh, which is on a 10 inch. Uh, shout out to the world's greatest format. Uh, poison idea just to get away. Zach picked it instead from the start. Zach picked it. Iceburn fall. Um, lots of whispering in that song as well. Um, Jawbox, Jawbox Bullet Park, Jawbreaker, anything off on fun, 
uh, seaweed, just a smirk. The snakes don't tread on me. Undertow, my enemy. This is back when um, they had a different singer. Rain, snake out. Downcast, hate comes easy off the very first record on Ebullition. The entire Only the Strong Comp, Dan basically picked it. Um, Shelter, photographs lie. Slapshot, Firewalker. The band All, and the song is Sum, S-U-M. 411, those homophobic, majority of one set the pace, outspoken, reinforced, upfront, fade, and one step ahead, wait. Clevo, honorable mentions. Um, there's a lot of comps this year. Um, you have the Voice of Thousands comp, you have the um you have the Generation of Hope comp, um, you have those live nemesis seven inches um with with some with some jams some good banter on there um look at look at all the children now comp um shelter no compromise seven inch um two things i was gonna pick you know we already talked about powerhouse um not on spotify also the band haywire which is post half off uh billy rubin um they put out under my estimation they put out at least two records in 1990 if not three uh one being a live seven inch that was recorded the night of the world series um the world series earthquake which happened to also be on uh what became edge day 1017 um the pitchfork lp uh leatherface uh fill your boots or smoky joe uh neanderthal seven inch uh you want to talk about some yolo some some sludgy yolo there uh super chunk self-titled um biohazard self-titled um Ben, you mentioned the the weirdos. I actually saw them on that tour in 1990, opening for the Circle Jerks. Um, so I had them on the list. And um, also speaking of the weirdos, Laughing Hyenas, Life of Crime, which features the weirdos cover, uh, Vegan Reich, Face Value, Coming of Age. I'm mad that I didn't take it. And um, lastly, Rollins Band covering Cheech and Chong, Earache My Eye on a Sub Pop Singles, um, Singles Club 7-inch. Yes, I own it on multiple formats, um, but that's my list. Dude, this year is so awesome. I am so stoked to listen to this playlist. It's one of my favorite things about doing the Super 7s. Um, you know, I listened to the year probably the week building up to this, like exclusively, and this was an easy one because there's so much rad shit for 1990, and now it's going to be condensed down into one playlist. I cannot wait to listen to it on shuffle for hours tomorrow. Um, Dan, final thoughts on this pod. Yeah, I can't wait for the playlist either. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to start calling him Cincinnati. He didn't take that face value track. So, you know, do call him Cincinnati. And, um, you know, I just can't wait for the listeners to chime in with what would have been on their lists. So make sure when we do put these things up, you do comment like what you would have liked to have seen and then blast us all for not having no spiritual surrender. Um, and, you know, 1990, what a surprising year. Because when you think about it, you know, there are some temple records, but you didn't realize it was going to go that deep. And it is a really deep year and it's fantastic. And I love doing this and I can't wait for the playlist. Oops, putting together the playlist and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Bluetooth Timmy Dirty. Final uh, word. <laughs> yeah, Ben, closing thoughts on this year? Uh, congratulations, Clevo, who was married a couple days ago and instead of t- doing a honeymoon, decided to do the 1990 Super 7 
playlist <laughs> with us. This is Clevo's Honeymoon. You're listening to it here and now. Congratulations, Ben, for dating the pod. And, uh, Clevo, final thoughts on this year and this pod. Um, 1990, um, I know going into it, we thought it was going to be a bit of a struggle. But, man, there is – when you dig deep down, you know, there's just so much good hardcore out there. And I know that we didn't even scratch the surface – um, I know that comes later. Um, I know we didn't even scratch the surface, but, um, you know, again, uh, you know, my list is skewed very East coast. Um, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure people are going to tell us that there's a bunch of, bunch of stuff from, from outside of the U S and outside of the East coast that's out there. So really, you know, if, if, if it's not on the list, you know, add it to the comments, you know, let us, let us know, let us know what we missed. Um, and yeah, hardcore rules. That's right. This year just ended up being spectacular. Everyone, uh, we love you. Dan, where can the people find you? Don't worry, Cleva. We're going to send you to Costa Rica, a.k.a. El Cajon, California. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Southpaw Instagrammer. It's going to be a birdemic in Bert's backyard. Ben, yeah. where can the people find you? On Instagram at Cold Chillin' Book. Clevo, where can the people find you? On Instagram at, at Clevo. Everyone, you can get at me. The best way is 185 miles south at gmail.com. I respond to everyone. You can get in the DMs 185 miles south on Twitter or Instagram. That gets a little weirder. Uh, so who knows if I get back to you or not? Um, just because they're strange. Uh, also, my personal is Zach Retaliate on Instagram. And you know, Retaliate is the best on Instagram. If you love the 90s, get that Retaliate CD on indecisionrecords.com handle business and we love you all. We'll talk to you on Patreon next week.